This is David Norton Stone, and you're listening to Saucy Newport, a podcast where I explore the restaurant history of Newport, Rhode Island. On today's episode, I'll be discussing the legendary Christie's, for many years the most popular restaurant on the island. From 1946 until it closed in 2006, Christie's was an institution, the oldest waterfront restaurant in Newport. Its founder, Stephen Pop Christie, began his career as a restaurateur in New York City with a place at 49th Street and Broadway, also called Christie's. Pop's idea of retirement was to open a second restaurant in Newport, serving many of the same wealthy customers he catered to in New York. Originally, the new restaurant only served 80 people, but by the mid-90s, it could accommodate 700 at a sitting. The restaurant began as a simple white cube at the end of a pier with the most beautiful word in the summer resort lexicon painted on its side, lobsters. Eventually, L's and decks were added, and Christie's presented live music on a pier covered by a canopy. Its um, increase in size sort of mirrored George's in Galilee. Local urchins would jump from the pier to dive for coins thrown by tourists. In the early days, Christie's stood alone at the end of a wharf, but later that wharf became crammed with shops, other restaurants, and valet parking. It was a real status symbol in Newport to know the, the head valet parker and to get a spot right out in front. The most prominent feature of the decor there, and what I remember most from my earliest visits to Christie's as a child, were the hundreds of awe-inducing photographs of celebrities in the dining room on the wood-paneled walls. Betty Davis and Jimmy Durante were just two. You just knew you were dining somewhere special if baby Jane had eaten there. I didn't realize at the time that many of those photos were taken at the New York City Christie's, though. But I'm sure many celebrities came to the Newport place. My mother took my brother and me there for special occasions, just as she was taken there by her own mother in the days when a trip to Newport also thrillingly entailed two ferry rides if you were coming from Providence. Um, in the last years that Christie's was open, it's usually where I took my own mother for Mother's Day. Not that Pop Christie was a feminist. He didn't hire women at the restaurant, and the only exception to that was his daughter-in-law, Peggy, who was allowed in after she married uh, Pop's son, Bill. Pop Cripps Christie died in 1967 at age 84, and Bill and Peggy then ran the place until 1994, when Christie's was sold to a partnership. The menu was a fusion of New York Steakhouse with Rhode Island Seafood Luxe. The Brenton Reef Special combined a one-pound lobster with a filet mignon with Bernays sauce. To oblige those in their finest resort wear who did not want to contend with dismembering a whole lobster, Christie's offered a stuffed lobster. The first time I ever tried baked stuffed shrimp was at Christie's. Other menu items included a clam boil in a nod to Newport Shore dinner halls of the past, fried clams and lobster pie, that decadent presentation of lobster pieces in a casserole topped with buttery breadcrumbs. Some, though, have grumbled that the food at Christie's was overpriced and underrated and that better seafood could be had at a humble clam shack like Max down the road. (music) 
Christie's is too enormous, too touristy, and too dull for my taste. But you can get decent seafood here if you want to stand in line. John Mariani, writing for Motorboat and Sailing Magazine in 1988. Christie's prominent standing with the local community was revealed in February 1974, when a hundred or so extras from the film The Great Gatsby held a reunion there, hosted by writer Delphine Washburn. There had been over 600 extras overall in the film, which, if you need reminding, starred Mia Farrow and Robert Redford. For the reunion, the extras were encouraged to wear their costumes they'd worn in the party scenes, flapper gowns and long beads. Uh, Christie's concocted a Gatsby cocktail, vodka mixed with yellow galliano. The drink was served with a lime twist and a cherry in reference to the green and red blinking lights at the end of Daisy's dock that so tormented Jay. Essentially, that drink was a Harvey Wallbanger, the hot beverage of 1974. I actually tried to order a Harvey Wallbanger at the Castle Hill Inn in the fall of 2019. To the bartender's credit, he knew how to make one, but they just didn't have any Galliano in stock. In 2006, Christie's was sold for reportedly $6.7 million. This occurred early in the summer season and workers pleaded to be allowed to work through the summer, but a fence was put across the property with the sign that said Christie's is closed. The legacy that began with Christie's Chop House in New York City and then continued with the seafood restaurant at the end of the pier in Newport was at an end. property has since become a luxurious marina and hotel, 41 North, with a new but different restaurant called Christie's and a fitting nod to the past. However, gone is the romance and those celebrity photos that were so divine. Thanks for listening to Saucy Newport. Saucy Newport Crime Files. In 1997, a couple ordered chowder, lobsters, steamers, little necks, sirloin and prime rib, as well as four frozen mudslides and other drinks, including two Alabama slammers. The bill came to $200, but they left without paying, were detained by a manager, and with only $1.25 between them, spent the night in the Newport slammer. Sadly, it was around Christmas time. A reminder, though, that Christie's did serve year-round.